Good morning, New Life family. Amen. Special day to celebrate one of the greatest events in all of history. Amen. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let me say that one more time so that we really catch this because when you talk about the death, the burial, and the resurrection, in that is the message of good news. Amen. Amen. Death is a type of repentance. Amen. Anybody had to repent for anything? Amen. Burial is a type of water baptism. Amen. That's where you take on the identity of the one that died on your behalf. Amen. It's where you receive the name where blood and water mingles. And then resurrection is being filled with spirit and with fire, resurrected to life. Amen. Not just a little bit of life, but more life, everlasting life, eternal life, the river of life. Amen. How much life do you need today? God wants to make sure you get all that you need. It's a powerful message. Amen. Accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior means that uh, when Jesus come out of that grave and he resurrected, he meant business. Amen. It's not just a ritual. It's not just a handshake from a minister or repeating a prayer. Accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior means he saved you from an old purpose, a plan, and a mission to take on his heartbeat, his plan, and his mission. He come to take over. Of this kingdom there shall be no end. Heaven came to earth 2,000 years ago in a body and manifested before humanity. She demonstrated love. Wow, the kind of love that you, we can't explain it. Showed us how much he cared for us by allowing humanity to nail him to a cross. Amen. And he forgave us. Anyway, stayed in love with us anyway, comes out of the grave to empower you and I to be who he designed us to be from the very beginning. So let me encourage you today, uh, if there's any frustration, anxiety, guilt, shame, depression, anger, and the list goes on, you don't have to put up with that today because of what he did 2,000 years ago. He come out of the grave to give you life abundant. Amen. And so you are that powerful, amen, on behalf of his purpose and his love. Let me say it this way. The Ark of the Covenant in the temple, the mercy seat, is literally the throne of God. Y'all got to catch this. God chose as a type and shadow, he put together an old tabernacle plan, amen, specifically to show us his kingdom. And in that place where his cloud hovered and his fire hovered was a mercy seat. That was the most holy place, the holies of holies. The place where he abode for a season until until you and I would become his temple. And we take his seat in our hearts. Isn't it interesting that his throne is referred to as the mercy seat? Isn't that interesting? And that from his house, if I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, I'm not my own. I've been purchased by the price of his blood, his sacrifice. He owns me. Now, if I'm going to give him access to his house to be Lord of his house, he's going to sit on the heart of his, or the throne, the throne in my heart, and from there he's going to demonstrate mercy. Mercy. Amen. So if, if I'm critical about anybody, if I'm judgmental or I'm biased towards anyone, is he Lord of his house? Hmm, have I ever done that stupidity before? 
and did it produce a harvest back at me? Mm -hmm. How do I know it did? Because I, I was ashamed. I was guilty. I was depressed. I was... Everything that wasn't the kingdom of God was manifesting. That's bad fruit, ladies and gentlemen. Being critical, being biased, being judgmental in any form or fashion is bad fruit. It's what the Lord says. And he has given us all hope today that we don't have to put up with that kind of fruit bearing. We can, we can produce good fruit. It's also interesting that when the Ark of the Covenant was captured by the enemy, kind of like we were in sin and trespasses, amen, when it was on its way back to where it belonged, it abode for three months in Obed-Edom's house. And Obed-Edom was blessed and all that stayed with Obed-Edom in his house were blessed also because of the ark being in his house. I just wonder how much God wants to bless the people around us. Think about that a minute. If your heart is the place where he is comforted and where he gets his rest, and he's able to sit on his throne in the heart that he's given us. When you're around anyone, how blessed are they? How encouraged are they? What kind of evidence of the kingdom shows up? Heaven came to earth 2,000 years ago in a body. Died, was buried, and come out of the grave so that 50 days later, on the Feast of Pentecost, the one feast day or week that anybody and everybody is invited to, Jew and Gentile alike, anybody could come, he chose that specific feast day to pour his spirit out on all flesh. Amen. Pastor, where are you going with this today? You'll notice the title of the message is, there's no such thing, or rather, neutral doesn't exist. There's no such thing as neutral. Everyone makes a choice. Amen. Logically, though, everybody in the room said, oh, yeah, I got neutral in my car. And I like neutral when I need it. Reality of it is, ladies and gentlemen, to not make a choice, you're making a choice. True? So if I'm telling Jesus, hold on, I'm, I'm going to stay in neutral for a little while before I decide then I'm going to go all in with you because I need to ponder it. I need to figure this out. You've already made a choice. And fruit comes out of that. Does anybody agree yet? I want to read you a few passages here. And uh, I'm going to just give you what God has put in my spirit that's, I'm real heavy with it right now. And it's a good heavy. It's, it's like, help me deliver this today, Father. And I feel good about him doing just that. Paul writes to the believers in Corinth. Now keep in mind, he's a messenger like all of us are. Everyone in this room is a messenger. Oh, no, 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 Pastor, I'm not. I'm not ready for that. Well, just that comment, you're giving a message off. Are y'all hearing me? He says to the believers in Corinth, and he was devoted to their conscience. <sighs> when, we, when we give him access to his house, we're allowing him to fulfill something <sighs> that makes him happy, amen, joyous. 
because he's mindful of everyone's conscience. This is what Paul said. Since we are those who stand in holy awe of the Lord. In other words, he's just basically saying we're committed to hosting his presence. We make it our passion to persuade others to turn to him. We know. How do I know? Because of God's presence, his spirit, that our lives are transparent before the God who knows us fully. And I hope that we are also well known to your conscience. You and I have been given from heaven a place in God's plan that impacts the conscience of everybody in our path. How are we impacting their conscience? How do they see you today and see me? Verse 14, for it is Christ's love that fuels our passion. How does he fuel our passion? With his spirit and fire. Can't be fueled any other way. It is Christ's love. How does he love me? He fills me with his spirit and with fire that fuels our passion and holds us tightly because we are convinced that he has given his life for all of us. Does anybody want to be convinced that the Lord gave everything for you? He gives an experience that assures you that you're in in the mix, that he sees you, that you are special, that you're the apple of his eye. Verse 17, now if anyone is enfolded, in other words, they're all in. I'm They're cuddled by him into Christ. He has become an entirely new person. Anyone who who, who allows, who gets all in, they make that decision. All that is related to the old order is vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Been set free from being critical, being set free from being biased, been set free from being judgmental. Everything's new. All we see is what God is in love with in everybody we come across. That's a new creature. Verse 20, we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carried the message of Christ to the world. We carry the message of Christ to the world. This is what Paul's saying. As though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf, turn back to God and be reconciled to him. Amen. The reason Jesus says this, he says, only few be there that find this. That uh, many will not choose to be impacted by the passion of my love. Most will choose a form without any power. I want to encourage you today because God wants you to leave today with hope. Amen. I haven't met anyone that likes to feel bad. They don't like to feel bad. They don't like to be in this, this, this dynamic of guilt. Shame. I hadn't made anybody just say, man, I can't believe, man, today I enjoyed being guilty all day long. Boy, I just, man, I was overwhelmed with shame. What a blast I had today. Right? I think that'll help us. And yet, it's amazing how we will put up with shame and guilt, depression. Anxiety. Yeah. And justified as though I'm working hard for Jesus. I'm on the Lord's side, but the devil's just on my back all the time. Anybody ever thought that before? Don't know why I can't get rid of this. 
I'm working hard for anybody ever worked hard for Jesus? Don't raise your hand because that's a signal. But somehow the enemy convinces us, and we don't know it's him. We think it's, we kind of blame God for it. But we get this, I need to work harder. I need to work hard for Jesus. I got to do more for Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't do anything for him without his power, his presence, his spirit, his love. I can't, I can't. I live, I move, I have my being. How, how? Because of him. And yet, the tempter is good at man manipulating us into working hard for Jesus. Jesus did not die, be buried, and come out of the grave to make slaves out of anybody. You may be his love slave, but it is not because he's trying to get you to do stuff. He's trying to get us to let him in so that through us, he can finish what he started. He knows that as much as we want to be associated, anybody want to be associated with Jesus? He knows that our association with him requires empowerment. He knows that. He said it bluntly, clearly on the day he was going off in the clouds because they wanted to go witness. He said, no, you ho, ho. It's the only time you're going to have an opportunity for neutral right now. Hold until you're endowed with power from on high. Then go and be my witnesses. Is that true? Amen. Jesus tells in the Sermon on the Mount, why would anyone want to be critical or biased or judge when you can actually, amen, be full of hope and joy and live an abundance of life. Why would you want to do that? And then he makes a statement, enter at the straight gate. For wide is the gate that leads to destruction and many will choose that way. Amen. Everybody in this world is religious. I want you to catch this. Everybody. It don't matter if you go to the red light district. It don't matter if you're participating in, in gangs and, and mafia and whatever. You believe in what you believe in regardless. You act upon what you have faith in. You may have faith in the person in the mirror. You may believe in worshiping yourself. Has all of us done that at one time? Yes, we all have worshiped self at one point. And I'm being honest with you. I've come to realize that if you don't deal with the person in the mirror, you're going to be pretty much in trouble that day. And you're not going to sleep in the, on the level of rest that you want. And so... Jesus is warning them. Everybody is going to make a choice. And there's two gates. And we all agree on that. And both gates has messengers standing at them, giving a message. Both gates. Thus the reason, he says, beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep and weird that are ravening wolves. You know the tree by the fruit it bears. And he had just got through revealing what the bad fruit is. Bias, critical, judgment, negative dynamics. Amen. Does that go on in the church world? Does it go on in pulpits? Y'all pray for me. 
Now you know why I don't want to be up here. I don't want to ever misrepresent the one that loves us because he has a good message for everybody here. But if we don't put the number one demon on the run, all them little demons keep playing. I got to say that one more time. If we don't put the prince of darkness on the run, all the little imps get to keep playing in the house. Are y'all tracking yet? I'm prompted to say this one more time. We're going to make a decision, y'all. Every waking day. It's not a one-time deal. Once saved, always saved. It's not that. Jesus come out of the grave because he wants to take over what belongs to him. He owns it all anyway. He come out of the grave to reveal the deceiver. And he wants everybody to have the kingdom. He's not going to make me and you take the kingdom. He won't force his kingdom on us. He offers it to everybody. And the kingdom is righteousness, which means identity. Whose righteousness are we covered in? His righteousness. Righteousness, God-given identity. That's who he sees you as. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom of God. To get through the straight gate, the narrow way, that experience is not a suggestion. It's how you begin the race. There's not another gospel, ladies and gentlemen. They said it when this thing began 2,000 years ago. This is why he came out of the grave, y'all, so that this message would be preached. And they said, what shall we do? And Peter, with the keys that were given to him, if you go read it, Matthew 16, it says it right there. What he bound in earth was bound in heaven. What he loosed in earth was loosed in heaven. He became the mouthpiece, the messenger of the very gates of heaven. And he said to them, repent. All right, here's your death. Change the way you think. Quit being biased, critical, judgmental. Come on, it ain't hip chip to this point. Can you lay down that critical dynamic, that biased attitude, that judgmental spirit at the altar and die? Can you do that? Change the way you think. It hasn't helped you up to this point. And if you can agree with repentance and you can release all this and lay it down, then go down in the water now and take on the name that's above every name. Be identified with Jesus Christ and follow his example and be baptized in water. And when you do that, you shall, not a maybe, not might. It may take one or two of us a little longer, day or two or whatever, a week or to, as we fuss about it. But if we truly change the way we think about what we think about and we truly are committed to when we go down in that water to be identified with him, you will receive the spirit and fire. It's just the way it works, ladies and gentlemen. It don't, it don't happen any other way. Now, if you're fussing about it, realize the problem is not Jesus. The problem is the person in the mirror. Amen. Trying to figure, anybody ever try to figure Jesus out? Oh, he's so graceful and so merciful and so long-suffering. He'll put up with us patiently until we finally give in and say, okay, here I am. And we let go of grandma's idea of church and Paul Paul's idea of religion and denominationalism, and we realize it's all about Jesus. It's so important for you to catch this truth today because he wants you to experience his passion, his heartbeat, his zeal. Oh, and we can't 
represent him unless we let him come to his house in spirit and in fire. Anybody want to represent Jesus? Well, okay, I'll do that, but let, let me do it my way. No, no, it can't be done your way. It's got to be done his way. Of course, my way don't work well anyway, so why do I want to keep... That's, Jesus is asking that question. Why do you want to stay biased and critical and judgmental? Why do you want to stay in this mode of trying to figure out God? Why? And so, there's three points I want to get across to every heart today, but I won't. I'll get one point in because it's, it's very important, and point number two is very important, and point number three is important. And I'll give you all three of them today, but we're going to spend some time making sure the enemy doesn't have place in our hearts, that the Lord has his house and all of it. He won't share you with none other. Well, you know, Jesus, you can have this part, but I'm a, I want this part, which means you want the devil to have that part. <laughs> Why you got to say it like that, preacher? Because I want you to be aware that the message at the gate that's straight and narrow has never changed. It's an eternal gospel. It's an everlasting gospel. It doesn't change, y'all. There's too many gospels in our world today. And the bad fruit is obvious. If you just hang out with it, what, it don't matter what gospel is being preached. You can always tell if it's the right one or not because you know the tree by the fruit it bears. Let me say it this way. It's not signs and wonders that determine the tree. It's fruit. I got to say that again because it's easy for us to look over it because the enemy is so good at what he does. Jesus said, many will say to them, don't you remember us? We cast out devils. We did all these wonderful works. And the Lord says, well, you didn't get it because you wouldn't let me be joined with you. You can't have no part. This is important because every one of us can leave today on fire. Nobody's, everybody can leave today on fire in the spirit, knowing, not wondering, not, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure. No, you know. I know that I know that I know because it's that kind of an experience. You know, when you, you, you shake my hand, you're not going to get that experience. Now, I hope that when you shake my hand, you'll can sense, man, the Lord loves him. And that, you know, something's transferred because of relationship and connection, kingdom stuff. But Jesus gets all the credit for the kind of experience he's reserved for everybody. And in his presence, there's fullness. In his presence, me and Tammy get to enjoy one another. Being together. She's uniquely different. Well, I mean, she's different in all kinds of ways than I am. And, and yet we love being together. Amen. I, I like different foods than she likes. And she likes different temperatures than I like. And, <laughs> but we prefer to be together. How, how does that happen? Not because me and her are smart. But because the Lord put us together and what God have put together. Are y'all tracking yet? Got to catch this because the enemy's working overtime. And so we, we, number one, we, we must be careful not to listen to the wrong messenger. We need to be aware. We need to give our ear to the right messenger. Everybody in this room determines whether or not you're going to have an ear to hear the Lord, or an ear to hear another message. Everybody determines that. It's your choice. What ear 
are you going to have? Now, I've got some voices in the past that look like good voices, good people. I'm going to say this so y'all catch this. Jesus even made it clear. A prophet is not accepted in his own. I'm just going to, for effect, so y'all can catch this. Your biological family is not going to confirm you're on the Lord's side. I love my biological family, so y'all, you'll go, I love them. But they don't confirm if I'm on the Lord's side or not. Jesus confirms if I'm on his side or not. Amen. Amen. And so it's important y'all catch this because you'll be leaning on a gospel, a doctrine, a principle, a precept that come from your biological family that may not be part of the message at the right gate. And God loved them too. And God's passionate about them too. The question is, or do you have his heart for them too? Or do they have your heart? Which one? Which one? And if I love my biological family, guess what heart I'm going to get? If I love them. <sighs> yes, Lord. Amen. And I'm going to thank him for giving me the right heart. And then I'm going to be encouragement to them. This is so important. I, I've got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I didn't know until the Lord showed me that I had put some conditions on, on him and following him. Not you, Pastor. Oh, yeah. And it was his mercy that revealed it to me. Amen? Because uh, I think everything should be fair. If it's not fair, time out. I'm in neutral. And you're really not in neutral. And I needed Jesus to take care of some things if I was going to follow him. Anybody ever said it like that before? You didn't say it that blunt, but you, your, our actions speak pretty loud. If the Lord loves me, he'll change this situation. I'm not okay, and it's your fault, and you need to change so I can have a better day. Right? Anybody ever felt that before? And you didn't know you were putting a condition on being a follower of Christ. And the moment you put a condition on God, you're not following him. You have made a choice to walk through the wide gate. It's a very religious gate. It has lots of signs and wonders. Lots of things being done in Jesus' name on the wide gate. Y'all read that Matthew 7. Jesus said that. I'm just quoting him, okay? Is that true? So if I put a condition on God based on my idea of right and wrong, and I've, I've done it, and he mercifully worked with me patiently, long-suffering. I mean, fruit of the Spirit. Man, he's showing me the fruit of the Spirit. Let me show you how much I love you, son, while you're being hard-headed. <laughs> and he demonstrated his love, the fruit of his Spirit, in kindness, in temperance, in gentleness, in long-suffering. I mean, he just... Just wave after wave, inviting me to step into him and to trust him. Does this happen to anybody? Because I'm telling you, you have hope today. You have hope right now. Because if we can identify the problem, that the big problem is, it's called a prince of darkness that comes to us in sheep clothing. He appears to be as Jesus, but he's not. Paul said it clearly, and he has apostles and deceitful workers working alongside him, propagating the message that looks and sounds like it's the kingdom. But you know the tree by the fruit, not the signs and wonders. Y'all will catch us in a minute. You know, works don't move God. 
but works happen when God moves. You know why you like that? Because it's in your DNA. Everybody in this room likes that because it triggers true identity. God didn't call us to work. Faith without works is dead. You need to decide who's doing the work. Because at the end of this thing, we're all going to say together in unison, look what the Lord. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my. You see what gets you into the gate? Spirit and fire. You don't guess, you know. And when you catch on fire, you're not wondering if Jesus is there or not. You know. Amen? And you don't fear no more. You don't doubt. Not that the enemy's not going to come in our weak times and try to get us to doubt and to fear. He does his job well. I'm letting you know if you ever put a condition on Jesus, you've already made a decision. You've walked through the wrong gate. I'm so thankful of his mercy. I don't know how many days I have wasted going through the wrong gate. But every time I've experienced righteousness, peace, and joy, and out of me were flowing rivers of living water, only then was I in the potter's hand going through the right gate. Conditions on God will cause you to work hard for God. Here, let me, let me put it this way. You put a condition on the Lord in your relation to him, you following him. And everybody wants to follow him, right? Amen. Everybody wants to follow the Lord? Okay. How many of you want to be a messenger at the gate? If you don't want to be a messenger at the gate, it's because you hadn't went through the right gate yet. You're still a messenger at the gate. If I don't want to be a messenger at the gate, I'm already a messenger at the wrong gate. Y'all got to catch this because our life demonstrates and it brings forth an unction and a message to everybody in our path. And it's either faith, hope, and love or it's fear, doubt, and unbelief. All of us choose every day which message we're going to give. Every one of us. So if I think this is me, y'all, God's going to talk to you about you, and this, I promise you he's so good at showing us how to do this. It's simple and light. Amen. Of course, in order for you to enjoy the simple and light, there's a death to self that has to happen. That's the hard part because I really love that guy in the mirror. <laughs> And he's pretty smart. And he's got interesting thoughts that you need to hear. And he can tell you a lot of good stuff, but it ain't God's stuff. Is that okay? I'd like to think it is, but I've come to find out that the fruit that I was producing, it wasn't God's stuff. So if I put a condition on God in relation to me following him so I can be his mouthpiece, his messenger, the salt of the earth, the light of the world, that if I'm not following him, I've got to do something to look good. Oh, this is really going to hit home. I've got to do something to look good. So I'm going to start going to work for Jesus. And I'm going to think up some good things that I can do so people will think, oh, that's a good man. And there's a bunch of things that we can do every day that look good, but it's not God. It might include feeding the poor, visiting the prisoner. Because Jesus said, if you'll go do that, you're doing it unto me, Right? Right? 
but I justify that as my Christianity, my identity. That's messed up. I want to apologize to everybody here that if I've ever given you the impression that I'm busy, I repent. I'm not busy. If I'm truly a child of God, I'm just following Jesus. I'm not busy. Busy gives off the wrong message. And you truly are, amen, under Satan's yoke when you're busy. And if we can ever get delivered of the prince of darkness and his lies, which he's only there because he's a thief and a robber, and he's not there because you know he's there, but we know he's there because the fruit says he's there. I'm cynical. I'm biased. I'm judgmental. I'm critical. I judge everything all the time. You know? Well, that's, that's him. And all the little imps, anger, lust, pride, guilt, shame, alcoholism, the list goes on. They keep playing and doing their thing. And we wonder why in the world we can't get over. I just keep doing the same thing over and over because I'm in bondage to a prince. And I'm working hard for what I think is Jesus, but it's not him. It's the neo-Jesus. It's the other Jesus Paul refers to. And I keep going to church, but I never become the church. I'm working hard, trying to justify the fact that I'm a good person. And that's prison. That's slavery, y'all. And the Lord didn't call you and I to that. So the first thing we must do is be careful to who we give our ear to as a messenger. Be careful. Jesus said, beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothes, inward that are ravening. He said, beware. Jesus said it because that was going to be the challenge that everyone faced in trying to be good people that would go and do many mighty works in his name. But he, I said, I don't know who you are. Depart from me, ye that were self-willed, Amen. Bound by your own passion and worship to self, the guy or the girl in the mirror. Amen. I want to say this as I bring it to the close, and and, uh, we'll pick up on point two, amen, which has to do with the fruit. Everybody, be sure you choose the right fruit. Inspect the fruit before you make a decision. And then lastly, the third point, we've got to talk about it. Seek first the kingdom. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom. Seek. But first, before you go into the kingdom, you've got to beware of something because you can be suckered. You can be manipulated. Everybody in this room... You can't compete with the prince of darkness. You can't. The only way you can beat him is through Jesus only. He's much better at deceiving you than you are getting over on him. And nobody got those kind of wits here. We need Jesus. So, Before Tammy and I came here to San Antonio, and we're talking about point number one right now, make sure you have the right ear when you're listening to the messenger. And you've heard me say it, thank God for a grandmother that biologically she was influential, but she let me know early on, son, you ain't going to make it off of my relationship with daddy. So I'm going to encourage you 
to be filled with his spirit and to let him catch you on fire. And her encouragement was she would bear good fruit. And it wowed me and Tammy. So on our way here, before we got here, it was a few months before we got here, God's talking. I'm, my ear's developing. I'm, Grandma's helping me. She's praying for me. And she's showing me that, that having an ear to hear what the Spirit says is huge. How many times did Jesus encourage his audience to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying? And then he would say things like, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. He gets intimate. And that intimacy is what helps us follow him. It empowers us to follow him. And so I make this reference to a brother in the Lord. The Lord told me that when Tammy and I move to San Antonio, he's going to take care of us not to worry what we're going to eat, how we're going to clothe ourselves, and how we're going to live. Now, keep in mind, I have a unique lens. I always live by a plan of action. And so that's not, I can't focus that in my lens, but I know I heard him tell me that. And it came in such a way that it was breath. It was like fire in me. And he's testing me. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass the test, <laughs> right? And so all of a sudden this unction comes out of me and he's talking to me and I'm telling everybody what daddy told me. But then the other messenger has influence with people that I don't even recognize would ever give an ear, but we all give an ear to this other messenger. All of us are impacted by him this liar and he's very religious and he wants us to think he's Jesus, but he's not. And so I'm saying things that daddy's telling me, Tammy and I, when we get there, the Lord's going to just take care of us. Now that sounds like, Oh, you're not going to do anything. You know, if you don't work, you don't eat. I understand those principles. I'm not afraid of work. Matter of fact, that was the problem I had. I, was away from my family most of the time because I was working, working. And the Lord would deliver me from the, my idea of work so I could, amen, let him work through me. He could take care of it. And this brother says, oh, 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 no. You see, you got a wife and three children, and you're going to have to work. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I got a wife and three children, and yeah, working ain't a problem. I'm just telling you what I heard daddy tell me. He said, oh, be sure you understand this. You, you, you will work when you get there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know the story, we got here, God took care of everything. And he knew that, he knew that not only did I need to see him do what only he could do, as I follow him without any conditions, Tammy needed that confirmation too. And you're here today because, amen, God's in love with you and he wants you to know that he wants to take care of everything for you. Amen. Everything. He don't want you worried about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, how you're going to live. He wants you to, and we'll, we'll pick this up on the third point. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Jesus is telling everyone that's listening to him, I won't leave you comfortless. I'm going to come to you. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit and fire before he even goes to the cross. He's telling him, my father is going to give you his promise. And I'm the one that's going to baptize you with it. And I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. 
That was a promise. And this is for everybody here today. If you feel like he's a million miles away, that's how powerful that liar is. When I'm working hard for Jesus, it's amazing how far he feels away from me. But the moment I turn my heart towards heaven and I make a choice and I realize there's no such thing as neutral, he delivers me from being biased, critical, judgmental. That's what he said. Why would you be critical, biased, and judgmental when you could ask for the gift? It says it right there in Matthew 7. Ask for the gift. What gift? And he goes on and tells you what the gift is. If you being a good father will give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit? Pastor, just help me here. Let me repeat a prayer with you, and that'd be all I need to do today. No, we'll, we'll, we'll pray together, but we're not going to stop at prayer. If you haven't been baptized in water, we're going to know. Come on, Nicodemus, marvel not, marvel not. You must be born again. The wind blows where it listeneth, where it wills. You can. Feel it, you can hear it, but you can't tell from whence it comes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And when the Spirit comes, it comes in fire. I'm just going to tell you something. It wasn't like the Holy Spirit, but I had a little fire for that girl right there. I didn't want no other. I wanted that girl right there. And there was a fire. And God's telling me something about, remember how you was on fire for that girl? When, when you catch on fire with my fire, you think you love her. I'm going to show you what love is. And when I speak to you, you ain't got to guess. When I tell you when you get to San Antonio, you're going you gonna to be available for me to work. And I'm going to take care of you. You're not going to get busy. You're just going to follow me. And if you're pulling, trying to get my attention, remember, I'm not, it's not that I'm not paying attention to you. I'm following. Follow me as I follow Christ. We don't have to get wore out. We don't have to be under Satan's yoke and be busy. Come on. We're followers of Christ. If you're busy and you're wore out and you just can't, well, Pastor, hurt me get through with the service. Man, I've worked hard all week and I needed to be at church. What, did you have to go to church? You see how the enemy plays us? Or can you just be the church and follow him? When you follow him, you'll follow him into a relationship and into an experience that is mind-blowing. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. The half has not been told. When you follow him, everything changes. You can't get busy when you're following him because you're full of rest and peace and joy. And I just feel like strongly right now in my spirit that several are getting delivered right now from the influence of a liar that's had you working hard for Jesus. He wants us to be kids. And you can't be a kid in the kingdom and be wore out. You can't be children of the king and beat up. When we're children of the king, the playground is full of kids having a blast. And they can't play hard enough and long enough because that's daddy's kids.
Does anybody want to be a kid again? Anybody want to live again? Does anybody want to experience what it's like to be rest? Amen. Full of joy. Could we stand? 2,000 years ago, Jesus resurrected so that he could become king of his house, not a building. He resurrected to come back, amen, and bring heaven to earth. And when we make ourselves available to him, Diana, and we let him in his house, anything can happen. All things are possible to them that believe. It's possible that you can be young again. You may look old in that mirror, but you can be young again. You may look like you walked around the sun 70 times, but you can be daddy's kid on fire. And he can restore what's been lost And testimonies come in like waves. Jesus come out of a grave 2,000 years ago so that you and I, amen, could experience his presence, to be in fellowship with him, and to be his vessels, his conduit, his house, his children, his sons, his daughters, his ambassadors, his kings, his priests, You are special to him. You're the apple of his eye. And so can I invite you this morning just to put aside the idea that you're being seen by anybody but daddy. Nobody sees me but daddy right now. And he's after you. And he's as big and as real as you will let him be. You have what it takes to bring heaven to earth right where you stand, right where you sit. Daddy will come. Jesus will manifest. Open your heart to him. He stands at the door and he knocks. He's ready to come sit down and fellowship with you in his house. And he'll hang out as long as you choose to let him. Let's let him have his house today. Is that okay? To the prayer team, if you'll come join with me, I invite anyone and everyone today to get caught up in God's presence and with an attitude of gratitude begin to be thankful that he come out of the grave 2,000 years ago just for you just for you he could see you that far back and he don't quit he's after you amen can we lift our hands and surrender daddy here we are here we're your kids we're your babies right now we need you to pick us up we need you to pull us out We need you to set us free. Be filled with the Spirit and with fire. Receive it right now. You don't have to worry about what others think. What matters is what he thinks. The enemy at the large gate, he's losing influence in your spirit right now. He's losing ground with you. The liar can't continue to be Lord in your life. You're making a choice today. Thank you, Father. I love you. God bless you. Open up your spirit. Be filled.